this much swag. Letitia, maybe you need to order up a prescription for that sauce, girl. Are you ready to be enlightened, empowered, and inspired? Wipe your feet at the door. Get your snacks, water, and an opened mind to take in these priceless gems from your favorite therapist, Letitia. With that dope swag from the best coast, the West Coast. And she's fine, too. On Letitia's virtual couch. Do your thing, beautiful. Hey, this is your girl, and welcome to another episode of Letitia's Virtual Couch. Now, I think I want to be messy today. <laughs> not, not a lot messy, but just a little messy, okay? What if I told you that the person you may be sexually active with don't even like you and not even attracted to you? What do I mean by that? There was a viral video. I think his name is Stefan. I can't think of his last name right off the um, hand, but I'll put a clip in this episode. But yeah, ladies, come on now. There are guys who could be sleeping with you who don't even like you. So, you know, that effort and those uh, texts that go uh, are being left on read or read, if you will. He's probably not that into you. But if you're giving your body away, sis, how are you teaching him to respect you? Hmm? So this episode, I'm going to wake some things up for you. And uh, yeah, so go get your water, your snacks. You know what I always say. Go get anything you need to feel comfortable on this couch because we're going to wake some things up today. And so, uh, yeah, I will be back right after this break. You definitely don't want to miss this episode. And please share with other people, okay? Um, Because, yes, it's just time for us to have a grown-up talk here about relationships and what you're doing wrong, okay? And, you know, this is your girl. I'm always here to enlighten, empower, and inspire you. So, uh, yeah, this episode won't be any different. So please stay tuned. If you or someone you love are having thoughts of committing suicide, please call the National Suicide Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call 1-800-273-TALK. You are not alone. This is your girl, Letitia, coming to you from the virtual couch. I want to take a little bit of your time today to discuss how to find the right therapist. Now, like with anything, your hairstylist, your gardener, 
your medical doctor, it may take a few tries before you find the right fit. Finding the right therapist is no different. So stay the course and don't give up. Also, I want to empower you to ask questions. Do not feel like you're being intrusive by asking questions because guess what? This is the person that's gonna lead you and guide you towards your healing. And this is a very important partnership. So I will say this even as a therapist myself, if a therapist becomes offended by any questions that you may have, just like with any other individual that I discussed before, like your doctor, your gardener, whoever, someone you know working on your home, if they become offended, you're probably not gonna hire them, right? Exactly. Your therapist is no different. So don't feel offended. Don't be offended by the degrees and the licenses and yes, all those hard things we worked for, but we're here for you. And so it is your right to ask every question you need to ask to make sure it is the right fit for you. And again, it may take a few tries. And again, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that therapist is a bad person either. It just means that, you know what, they may not be the right person to guide you on your journey. Um, so I wanna leave you with a, free, a few resources. Uh, psychologytoday.com is a resource where you can view various therapists and you can even input your area by your zip code, your city and your state to find the therapist nearest you. You can also go to therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.org. Please seek these resources out. They are awesome. There's some wonderful, very experienced therapists on these sites, some of which are my beautiful colleagues, and I know the hard work that they do, and they are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so I'm not going to take any more of your time because I know you can't rush to, can't wait to get to that computer, right? And search out that therapist. So I'm not going to say anything further. If you want to tell me about your experience, I would love to hear about it. Please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com and happy hunting. Take care. information provided on this platform is for informational purposes only. If you ever find yourself becoming triggered, please refrain from listening. If you ever feel like you want to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please dial 911 or report to your nearest emergency room. Thank you. What's love got to do with it? Helen Fisher is an author, human behavioral researcher, and anthropologist. She describes human romantic relationships in three stages. And if you can remember, I talked about this in a previous episode. What is this thing called love? So please go check that out, people. Now, the first of these three stages, as I've stated before, is lust. And I will go over these briefly again, just in case you forgot and you want me to refresh your memory, but please go back to the episode called, What is This Thing Called Love? And I'll go in more detail about um, the stages as well as the chemicals associated with these stages, okay? Okay. 
All right, so let's get into it, people. Lust. This stage is dominated by the physical act of sex, sexual gratification, and casual sex. Now, before I go further, um, well, the other two is attraction and attachment, but let me stick a pin in it right here. This is the stage that a lot of people get misconstrued with love because in the brain, the brain doesn't really know any difference. But like, again, please go back to the other um, episode, as I was just stating before, you will see there are some distinct differences that um, differentiate lust from love. Okay, so key words, sexual gratification, casual sex, physical act. A lot of people stop right here because it's just physical. It doesn't um, develop and evolve into deeper meaning. And that's just what it is, okay? So let's go to attraction. Your attention is directed towards your potential partner and spending time with that specific person begins to be your primary focus. Let's go back to lust. If the individual you are physical with do not want to spend time with you, sweetie, it's lust and that's what it is. And what happens, I'm sorry to say, you try to make a thing into a thing. (laughs) Well, let me back up. You try to make something that's not a thing into a thing. And that's why I think a lot of people are hurt. They start blaming the other person. They start becoming jaded. It's because you're doing it to yourself. Again, you see all the warning signs, all the red flags, and you're trying to make them green, okay? And just, I mean, sometimes it doesn't even mean that you're not even a good person. Although, everyone should be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, I can change this and I can change that because no one's perfect. However, people, and and I know a lot of people say this, but I don't think they actually believe it. It's just not your person and that's okay. Move on because all you're going to do is continue to do damage to yourself. Now let's go to attachment. You and your partner form bonds and commit to each other in a way that provides calm and comfort. And I don't care how much you try to do this. If this is not your person, they're not going to be attached to you. And and that's just what it is. I wish I had a special formula for you, but I don't. Um... If that's your person, you guys are just going to know it. And and that's it. It's not forced. It doesn't take a lot of effort. Of course, relationships going to take some type of effort to keep the spark there. But you cannot put effort into something that was never meant to be. Okay. Within these three stages, the brain starts releasing hormones. And again, go back to the other episode as I go into detail about these hormones to reward you as you move through each stage. The lust stage, the first of the three of the stages, as I stated before, is marked by increased levels of testosterone, yes, and estrogen to drive sexual desire and sexual satisfaction. Satisfaction, I'm sorry, I said satisfaction. I'm making up words here. Excuse me, guys. (laughs) So let's read that again, okay? Lust, the first of the three stages, is marked by increased levels of testosterone and estrogen to drive sexual desire and sexual satisfaction. 
And at this stage, sex is the goal. Did you hear just what I did you hear what I said? Sex is the goal. What a lot of you out there try to do is make commitment and marriage and what are we and you know all those questions because my thing is if you have to ask somebody where you where you are and you've been intimate with them um intimate with them several times they're not into you. <laughs> That's just what it is, okay? I hate to be so blunt but hey, if you know me I'm, I'm just blunt, okay? And I want you to know just what it is. Sex is the goal. And testosterone and estrogen are the drivers in moving two people towards that goal. Now, again, I won't go further into attraction and attachment because for this particular episode, we are discussing how men can have sex with you and not be attracted or even like you. Okay, so that's why I don't want to go into those things, because in order for someone to increasingly become attracted to you and want to attach to you, there has to be some liking there and it's going to be beyond sex. Okay, so love and sexual arousal are typically by most studies indistinguishable in the brain, as I stated before, explains Dr. Nicole Pross. Now, she's a licensed psychologist and neuroscientist in Sacramento, California. This is an uncomfortable research result because we have social pressures to understand love as more serious and sexual arousal as overwalt or even based. Base, I'm sorry. But love is still something that people feel and experience. And even if it can't always be physically measured, Pross explains, interestingly, both men and women rate sex with love feelings as more sexually satisfying on average, while sexual desire may be as intense as a couple's, I'm sorry, as intense as a couple moves into attraction stage, having more meaningful sex and dopamine charge becomes more satisfying. So let's take a pin in that. I won't really go into all the hormones and things. I wanted to go over it a little bit briefly, but let me just recap just a little bit. So basically what I just read to you, um, a lot of people tend to mix and confuse love with lust because in the brain, the brain really doesn't know how to distinguish between the two. That's why it's very important to really look at what's going on right in front of you. Okay. Stop falling in love with potential because this is how you find yourself in these predicaments and these pickles people. And that's just what it is. So Let's take a short breather and come back for more after this break. Hey, welcome to Letitia's audience comment section. Don't forget to drop those voice messages on the Anchor app. And email Letitia at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. Now, let's listen in. Are you here? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. That is great. Great. We had some technical difficulties before, but we're fine now. Hey, Felipe. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am great. Chilling on the West Coast. Where are you um, again? Compton, California. 
You are not incompetent. <laughs> Why can't I be incompetent? I'm incompetent you are Rhode not. Island. <laughs> I cannot stand you. I swear. <laughs> I was not ready for that answer. You almost made me choke. <laughs> Why well, can't I be from Compton? I can tell you what street That's I'm on. Why you I love pull. you. I don't we know where you at right now, time. but you can pull up if you want to. This I'll give why you address I love right you. now. You're such a nut. Like, literally. <laughs> I'm going to give you the street address where I'm at. You can pull up. You know what I'm saying? We right Your here. We humor. Your sense of humor is like mine. I'm right, I'm right outside of California State University, Dominguez. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm you saying? You know what? Knock it off. We're going to get into knock I'm gonna it I'm going to give you the address, 1250 East Victoria Street, Carson, California, 90746. <sighs> I can't stand you. Literally, I can't. So look, you know, we talked earlier because I, I like to have my podcast where it's very informal, fun, free, and all of that stuff. You know, we have great conversations, right? We yes. do. Um, And so you are a conversationalist like I am. And so I was like, you know what? I want Felipe to be on this podcast episode. Because I know he wakes it up like me. Mm -hmm. So there's a viral video. Um, Did you let me know what? Are you aware of the video? Do you have the audio? Maybe you could play it now. You know what? It's going to be inserted into this podcast. But I'll give you a little bit of what it's about. So basically... The video, it was a YouTube snippet, and his name is Stefan. Um, his last name starts with an L, whatever. But anyway, mm. um, he was talking to another podcast. Well, he was a guest on a podcast show. So the whole topic was, can men have sex with a woman that they don't like or attracted to? Mm. And so a lot of women a lot of women are upset, Felipe. Me, I already knew this. I have a lot of male friends and we have very candid conversations. And so Mm. what do you think about that from a male's perspective? I love hearing from my men. I love men, by the way. I love my my male friends because I get another perspective. I don't want to talk to women all the time because women give wrong information. You're not, they're not men. So what do you think about that? And why do you think that is that a man can separate and have a sexual relationship with someone that they don't even like? <laughs> Cause you know what I'm saying? A man doesn't have to have relations with somebody and be attached to them emotionally versus let's say you're with a woman and she, she, she dips out on you. That means she emotionally left that relationship in order to have those physical relations a lot of times, right? Okay. okay. Um, another thing is a man can have multiple partners and still love the one he's with. Those are just feeding other urges that he may or may not be getting at home. To so wake it up. A lot of times a man <laughs> could be just, you know, digging down somebody, excuse my language, don't have no feelings, don't even really like her. But be as con- candid as possible. It's you convenient, that on it's the comfortable, couch, right? it's easy. It doesn't take any pressure. It doesn't take any energy in order to have that particular energy exerted from him. And there's no expectation. So he can do what he want to do. He don't have to buy no dinner. He don't have to buy no breakfast. He don't have to pay no bills. He don't have to take her nowhere. She ain't got to be seen in public with him. It's, you know, he go over there for his hour, hour and a half, do what he do and get to moving. You know what I'm saying? He might give her a little bit of candid conversation, but nothing as in depth as you and I do. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. You said nothing's in depth as you and I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> 
nothing of any value, nothing tangible, right. nothing that you could take from it and be like, oh, that's a good jewel for today. No, you didn't learn anything from the interaction. Exactly. You didn't gain anything from the interaction. And I'm glad you said that because one thing I can say I have in my male relationships, platonic, um, we can really get deep and in, in depth into conversations and really wake things up without having that. I don't know why, but a lot, I think a lot of people have issues with having friendships with the opposite sex. I think that's a problem. I think in order to have great relationships on an intimate level, you have to be able to understand. Um, I know for me, um, males from another perspective, like outside of sex. I think sex clouds things up. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to be friends with the person that I'm with because I think that's very important. It needs a foundation. But why do you think people, it's like they skip that part now in today's relationships. I think that's so problematic. society has changed a lot <laughs> or hasn't changed at all i mean let's be honest if if my grandparents had social media they'd probably be just as ratchet as we are today. Right. <laughs> just be, just Speak for yourself. i'm not <laughs> ratchet i'm not ratchet no, i'm just saying in general <laughs> that's about society as a whole my granddaddy had a whole family living next door you know what I'm saying oh they did the that family, back in the day now. right next door i mean like right next papa door, was a know? rolling stone right <laughs> he wasn't he didn't roll too far because it was right next <laughs> right. door you know what i'm saying <laughs> but he still rolled that's the point he right still right right it's just that you know it's convenience it's not society is changed and I think that the pandemic has even changed it even more mm-hmm. that people don't they can feign being afraid to go out or doesn't right. not as comfortable going out so we just do what we do in and oh you don't want to take me to a restaurant no not particularly you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. you know you don't want to do this with me no not particularly you know what I'm saying oh can we do this if you really want to but you know I have anxiety regarding going outside mm-hmm. right <laughs> so let's back up a little bit because I didn't want to like gloss over what you said before. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a man will do what a woman allows him to. It sounds like a lack of standards. He he will mm-hmm. do whatever a woman allows him to. I always say this. Or whatever a it, woman requires of him at the lowest it, decibel. And, and I wanted to add this as well. Yes. Um, I think what I see a lot of the times too, women feels like, and you know we talk very candid on the phone, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think sometimes women think their vagina is the best in the end all be all. And it's like, okay, sis, he already told you what it wasn't going to be. But you thought that you were going to change his mind because you have the best vagina in the world. And we're like, okay, he's going to take it, but he still said what he said, <laughs> right? Right, 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 right. So now she's left jaded and feels like she's used. But I'm sorry, I have to give equal smoke, Felipe. You know how I am. I'm very fair. No, sis, you used yourself. Mm-hmm. You knew what it was. He told you. And one thing I can respect about men, and I wouldn't say all, but a lot of the men, they will tell you upfront what it is. Women just don't want to hear it sometimes. What do you think about that? I don't know if they'll tell you upfront. They'll tell you to some degree. I don't think they give all the. Oh, and their, their actions, definitely. But I don't definitely. think they would actually say it. Because they know saying it might be the cutoff. You're saying, well, right. if that's the case, forget it. But his actions, oh, you're not taking me out. You're not showing me no attention. You don't really call or text me unless you're trying to do that what you That man do. is not into you, sis. Exactly. He's not. Exactly. He's not. I'm sorry. But, you know, let's zoom all the way out. 
Shit, mm-hmm. I know females just like this. I know females that act Absolutely. more like dudes than dudes that like females. Absolutely. You know I might be talking to one, but that's another story. Ooh, <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait a minute. My bad. I just, you know, I'm drinking. This is not about me, okay? <laughs> but nah, I mean, I was with somebody once that, you know what I'm saying? That, I mean, we were, we were where we was, but she didn't think it was going to grow anymore. So she just dealt with me until she moved on to the next chapter, mm-hmm. to the chapter was situated for her to transition. And right. then being pregnant two months later, less than two months, like five, six wow. months later with that dude. You know what I'm saying? I said, well, dang, you transitioned fe- quick. In essence, she didn't transition quick. She was working mm-hmm. on that in the background. You know what I'm saying? So is sex more of a physical need for men? And I'm just asking, I, I already have my own answer, but I don't think it's a it, need per se. No, okay. oh. I mean, you got your hand, you got the wop wop machine gun. You got, I mean, in a way, maybe it's definitely not an emotional. It may be a combination, a holistic approach, mind, body, soul. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just got to exert that energy in a certain direction. You know what I'm saying? But Once, come on, twice, let's wake it up because week. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, a body is better than a hand, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Okay, and, uh, then. And a okay. raggedy cootie is still better than a hand. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <a> not raggedy. <laughs> I'm not and saying raggedy, raggedy, but not, you know, not prime sirloin steak right. versions. You know what I'm saying? So, okay, let's go further. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some, and, and I don't like to be disrespectful, but, you yeah. know, I have male friends, so sometimes I could be a little, you know. I think women don't realize that sometimes they can be used as basically part of the jack-off experience, if you will. <laughs> I don't think they realize it until they realize it. You know, I don't okay. think it's not in Wait, the action, in the moment, I don't think that they be like, oh, he's just using me for that or that. Right. But if he, ain't, if he ain't trying to please you, if you ain't getting your O. And he's just trying to a, get off. Right? Or you just getting a half a O or a partial O or not a real intense O and you know it's just about him yeah. and more than likely he's using you to masturbate you know exactly what I'm exactly and I don't know why women I don't know if it's a I don't want to use delusion in this they just don't want to to I don't know what what is it I guess like you said before they think that their treasure box is the key to changing that key. man's mind but and that I'm gonna change does his not mind change with my a box. mind. A mind right. changes a mind, or a mind caters more to a mind versus a coochie to a mind. There's no coochie in the world unless you're a trick ass nigga that's gonna change your mind per se. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In my mm-hmm. opinion, because you got to bring was... more to the table, right? If he's the table, you know what I'm saying? And and guess what? In some men, it don't matter what you bring; they just don't want it with you. How about that? Facts. 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 Right. Facts. And we just have to have an honest conversation. And I wanted to have this podcast um, episode because I just wanted women to wake up and, and men too. But, you know, for me, I'm a woman, so I'm a you know girl's girl, but I have equal smoke. But I think a lot of times women are just not in reality and they think they're going to be the one to change the person's mind. And you can be everything to this man and he just don't want you. And so I think sometimes women they subject themselves to abuse and just unnecessary turmoil and trauma when they just don't get it. Just move on, sis. It's not... But then zoom out. What is everything? Because I know a lot of people, they be in these situationships. Right. And they be like, 
they're giving up the you know the treasure box, but they ain't bringing nothing else to the table. Like, hey, let's wake that who up. Who are you? I, I what are you doing? I mean, bro, I mean, you're not doing nothing for me, but helping me get my nut, which I can totally achieve with my hand. You know, what I'm I know some as we speak. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not gonna put you know people on blast here. The shit, I do it. Let me tell you about some. So, anyways, let's listen. Wait, 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 Trina, Gina, wait. she, Tamika. <laughs> listen, oh, you So listen, listen. What you really um, want from a nigga? <laughs> to go even a little bit deeper, I think some people don't know how to operate on an on any other level but a sexual one. How about that? And I would say, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Let's say like you didn't have a dad in the home or your mom. Ooh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's stick mm-hmm. a pin in that because I, I did an episode on fatherless daughters. And however, mm-hmm. some fatherless daughters have a dad in the home. Mm-hmm. Let's wake that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what I mean home, is as far as the, the males, as far as the males concerned, they define sex, they define manliness by their sexuality. Hello. And maybe they don't have nothing to bring to the table. Thank you. Dick. Or maybe they don't want to bring nothing else to the table. So Thank they just you. bring their person. dick. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Right. So it can be on both ends because sometimes and we can get I mean, when I say we can go down the rabbit hole on this, we really can, because you can have two people who are just brought together by trauma, trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a mess because Mm -hmm. he doesn't bring anything but trauma. She doesn't bring anything with trauma, but Mm -hmm. trauma. So when they intertwine, they're just a whole big ball of trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or trying to heal their trauma through their bomb. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that today where people are really not doing the work because, you know, that's the whole buzzword, right? Do the work. But what does that look like? It's going to be different for, for different people, right? Right. Um, and so sometimes people are, are just coming together to fill voids and just to... Um, and just to feel, how about that? Feel right. voice into F-E-E-L, to feel, because they're numb. So, you know, sometimes sex is is medicine for some people. Mm. Mm, self-medication. Mm. We always mm-hmm. think addiction is always in the form of drugs and alcohol, but it can be a form of sex, too, because the oxytocin, the serotonin, and all that good stuff, um, all those good dopamine and serotonin and oxytocins and vasopressins and all those feel-good drugs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one can become addicted to the drugs and they the other person may feel like, oh, they're into me. No, they're into the drugs that you that they get when they're with you. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to just be with you. (laughs) Right? Facts. 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 And then the sad part. They're into you for the moment. Right. And the sad part Sometimes children are birthed in these trauma bonds. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. let's wake that up, Felipe. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You're speaking to the choir. <laughs> <sighs> yes. So all the, yeah, children can be born. And that's why when the ch- child is born and you feel like, I don't like that person. It, it's, uh, it's a hatred sometimes because right. I've seen right. it. And you know right. that I'm in, mean, I've seen it all. So yeah, definitely. So people just need to heal, Felipe, and not heal on each other and bleeding all over each other because it just... But some people think they're beyond healing or they're above healing. Like, they don't even need to be healed. Like, oh, That's I'm true. grown. I'm, 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 I got this. Not even having this, you know what I'm saying? Not taking care of themselves in multiple areas of their life. Not knowing that that is actually a, a consequence of not healing internally. You know what I'm saying? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. So let me just ask this. I know it's going to be different for different people. Mm. From a man's perspective, what do you think a man has to do? Um, what does healing look like? And I, again, I know it's going to be different for every man. But what do you think some things that he can start doing? Because I think sometimes men probably don't even know where to start. And sometimes, you know, because with women, it's socially acceptable for us to say that we need help. And for some time, mm-hmm. especially our black men, there may be a little um, stigma and it could be taboo to even say, I need help. So how does first one they go have about to get, that? First, they have to get to the point where they understand that they're not optimal. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or that what they think is optimal can be truly optimal they only know what they know so knowledge is the key you know what i'm saying education Mm -hmm. educating themselves talking i would say as a male why not have a male mentor you know that might sound asinine but in essence why not speak to an older g that got his shit together to help you just to talk it out you know what i'm saying it could be your dad it could be your uncle it could be somebody that's not even in your bloodline but i think that we need that mentorship that village approach to being our best us you know what i'm saying but i don't i see that very rarely you know what i'm saying i I don't yes you're waking enough i say i won't see it enough in this community you know what i'm saying I literally just had a podcast, um, not a podcast, I'm sorry, a clubhouse room about this, like mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when we think of rite of passage and mentorship, we think of boys. But I think there's some men who still need it. And and I'm an avid believer that you can teach an old dog new tricks. Because if, 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 as a therapist, if I didn't believe that, then why would I be in my profession? Right. <laughs> Seriously, right. right. I think you can teach an old dog new tricks. I really do. That old dog needs to want to know, want to, um, needs to want to learn those new tricks, right? Mm-hmm. He has to desire that. And I think that's a lot of the times, again, as you said before, sometimes they don't feel like they, they need it. I got this. Mm-hmm. No, you don't, bro, because every relationship you have... It goes to shit in the head. <laughs> it goes to hell. Right. It, it 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 has to come to a point of your life and our lives, because I'm not pointing the finger, where we have to say, okay, I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> and and guess what? It could be the other person too, but we have to, you know, as Michael Jackson stated, look at the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And every if everyone did that. I think we will have better relationships. Everyone needs to take the time to look in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? Why am I going around in this rat race? And why am I coming up with the same results? Different people, but the same results. What is it? What am I doing? Or what I'm not doing, right? Mm-hmm. You want to um, add to that? I mean, even with that, just to zoom all the way out, because, you know, yeah. that's that you went too too much in one direction. <laughs> ah! <laughs> just having people call you out on your bullshit and accepting it and learning to grow from it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Don't take it as an offensive when somebody's talking to you and telling you, you know, some of the things they might see worry regarding where you're at in your life and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't know how to act because we are navigating this world from uh, skewed media or skewed yeah. cultural norms. And so we just, you know, we may not be getting it right because we don't know how to get it right because mm-hmm. we wasn't taught how to get it right. And what is right? You know what I'm saying? Every situation what is might, right. Exactly. might deem its own situation to call it right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times people don't invest because they don't feel they're where they're supposed to be. But then what is the action plan to get to where you think you need to be? 
Right. See, because look, I don't want you guys, um, you men, dying alone. There mm-hmm. was a there was an article that came out. Um, it was in Psychology Today, and it's basically saying that um, men are more apt to die alone. <laughs> and so it it was really the opposite of Kevin Samuel rhetoric that women are going to die alone. And so this article was um, by a psychologist and it has some very good points. And I can attest that it is true because women are basically saying that we want healthy relationships and we're holding men to a higher standard now. And we are saying that we would rather be single than deal with the drama and, and deal with the toxicity and I will say this as a therapist and even working in in the hospital and in hospices and stuff Mm -hmm. when it came to visitors and like um you know women always had a lot of visitors you know if it was their children or friends and so what the article is basically saying that women are a part of social networks even if they don't even have children they have friends and you know play children and men usually don't And that's sad. And so it's basically saying that men are more apt to die alone because they don't have these social networks. And a lot of times you guys are not even nice to each other. (laughs) Uh, Let's wake that up. You, you, you don't even have a tribe within other men um, a lot of the times. And so working in hospitals, there were a lot of times where men never had visitors that came in to visit them and women always had people. What Mm -hmm. do you think that's about? And how can we change that? Well, how can you guys change that? Well, I think a lot of times, you know, men think that they have to be a soldier on their own. They have to be solid on their own. That to reach out to somebody else or to try to partner with somebody else might show a weakness or Mm -hmm. just just take it to where it's at. If I try to be friends with a male, maybe I'm, see, people might see me as soft or let's just say gay, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because who, what male actively seeks out friendship with a male? Okay, for instance, there's this app called Bumble. Yes. On Bumble, you can change it to friend mode. Well, it it just feels really awkward to reach out to other males. Why would you want to be my friend, male? Are you gay? You know what I'm saying? Yes, and that's the thing. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I knew exactly what it was. But it's something so toxic about that. And I, I did an episode on toxic masculinity and that's exactly what that is men deserve to have friendships too why does it have to be gay and especially in the african-american community it's really more of a stigma with our men um and how can we how can we undo that i don't know about that one at least you've been honest. I wasn't that about you. <laughs> I mean, because that's that's that. that's so embedded in our community, it so is. embedded in our culture. It is. There's not going to be an easy fix. We have to almost learn that from the gate. Mm-hmm. You know, mothers, fathers, introduce play dates to your boys. It's not just for your daughters and their tea parties. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why not have a GI Joe party or a truck or car party with your boys? Why can't they have friendships like this and grow into these relationships like right. this? Why does it always have to be around sports, basketball, football and mm-hmm. stuff? Why can't it be this a card game or uh, a play game or, you know, Pokemon cards or something silly like that? You know what I'm saying? And the reason why it's important to have this discussion, because you know the incidence of, and and to be honest with you, this is um, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And uh, so it's really a great, I'm sorry? 
thought it was next month. No, it was this month. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> this month. It's September. Oh, September. It's October. Yes. We, we messed up. No, September. <laughs> Check my IG. It's September. Okay. I, I, I know about all of them. Ooh, so let me, let, September. Let me Ooh. Can, I, can I finish? Can I finish? Thank you. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so, um, you know, the incidence of suicide um, for Black men is on a rise. And I think part of the problem is because of that. Um, not having a village and a tribe that you can really count on and depend on. And a lot of men are languishing in isolation. I think that's a problem. Um, and But I will say this because I'm very optimistic. And the reason why I'm, I'm optimistic about this is because guess what, Felipe? I don't know if I told you this, but I see more mm. Black men in therapy. I see more Black men than women. I believe it. Mm-hmm, I really do. And um yeah, so I, I see... Because black women don't like black women for therapists. <laughs> no, you know what? I have both, but, but men... I'm just saying across the board, they'd rather see me than... I, over here on the East Coast, right. a black woman rather see a black male therapist than a black woman therapist. And just the opposite, mm-hmm. a black male rather see a black female therapist. And it's so funny because I had... Yeah, um, I had a conversation with um, a few clients and they say, I'd rather, rather see a woman. And so I kind of even wanted to um, um, unpack that. I wonder, is it because of the nurturing aspect? It's like, because, you know, therapy is almost like a reparenting. Well, they were raised by a woman. Right, exactly. So they see knowledge and nurturing from mm-hmm. a woman. Yep. Or they exactly. might have seen, like you said, toxic masculinity in the, in the, the community. Yeah. So they don't think that they will be treated accordingly by a That's male. That's true. Or the male is, is such a representative of power that a person who's presenting their mental health issues, they might feel weaker than, and they don't want to be true. in the presence of a man with power feeling like that. Oh, that's woman, true. Be okay for them, you know yes. And he may not be able to be as vulnerable with the man because, yeah. you know, when you males are- Or put on a front or put on a mask. It's a front. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. And you know, it's another aspect. You know, men, let's wake it up to men are very visual. So when they see something in front of their face that looks, because man, you don't know how it, it, you have to have very firm boundaries in this field. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because men will definitely try it. I'm, I'm telling you so. But yeah, you you really unpack some things um, that power dynamic because you know it's already a power dynamic in therapy anyway. Right, right. Yeah, there's a power dynamic. So yeah, okay. You always give great perspective, Felipe. I mean, don't let it get to your head though. You're not all that. No, 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 nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the energy. It only comes out when I talk to you. Wait, wait, say that again. It's all about the energy. It only comes out when I talk to you. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. No, but no, you you always can um, dive deep, and and I love that about um, our conversations. And so when I thought about this podcast episode, I was like, you know what? I need a guest on, but I want a male's perspective. <gasps> Felipe would be perfect, and so I'm glad you were able to come on. And yeah, I just kind of sure. wanted to unpack some things, just really briefly, not to hold, um, you know, That's hold the whole you for space. Too long. More information, they can always go to therapy and get it, right? Absolutely. So where can guests find you, Felipe? Guests can find me at www.morethantherapy.org. That's more than therapy.org. And you see, we have some phenomenal men in this field that, that are able to be of service to you too, men and women. And um, 
I'm just so glad to be a part of a profession, and especially a part of a population that is so, um, because guess what? Did you see the stats? I think it's only 3% of us that are in the field. I don't think that's an accurate number. I you don't think it's just, accurate? I just don't believe that we participate in polls that tell us, tell them that's who we are. <laughs> I want to say, because everywhere I go, I see black therapists and clinicians so but what what percentage maybe, of the population I, I don't really be in the i don't really be in the middle parts so maybe the middle parts don't have any and that's right. where the masses are um i think it's accurate when I'm you say as low as three percent i graduated with like five thousand people yeah, all social workers are therapists you know what i'm saying so uh. but that's your i mean but just think about the profession as a whole you know sometimes it can skew your per, um your perception based on what's around you, right? Right, 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 right. Because if that's the case, I would have thought that um, in California, being, you know, raised in South Central, that, you know, most of the population is Black, right? Right, right. <laughs> okay. Until you went but, to, um, but I'll say this. To the South. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, being in California and just um, working in various arenas where I was the only Black woman, I believe the numbers. I do. I I've been in a lot of spaces where I was the only black person, period. So I believe it. And, uh, and on here in the East Coast, I've been in a lot of spaces where there were no white people, period. Really? Yeah, what but, area? You know, I'm, but I'm in the South though. So, you know, it's different here. Because I didn't know, we, I didn't know they had a Compton, California on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, right now, you know, <laughs> I'm back on the East Coast. <laughs> but here in North Carolina, you will see mainly black people in the help and feel. White people will be in the help and field, but they'll cater to a different population, That's true. a higher tier population. So now mm -hmm. I may not normally see them because I work with people that really need the help. Right. They may not have as much money. Um, I know it's like community-based therapy. They might, the whites, the other races might do it, you know, to get rather provisionally licensed. But once they get fully licensed, they break off and do their own thing. That's true. Yeah. And a lot of our clients are in they're in lower income mm -hmm. like community-based centers right that's true that is true so i don't want to hold this too long do you have any final words on the topic or just anything in general journaling writing you know what i'm saying when you have something going on i promise you a good working therapeutic tool is journaling i find when i sit down and i write sometimes i can't figure out what the hell i was talking about <laughs> but apparently I was going through something and I got it out and there it goes. Um, I tell clients sometimes to even write a letter to pain mm. and you don't have to send it to the person that gave you that pain. You can simply burn it or get rid of it in yes. some type of ceremony just to let it go because it's no longer going to have that power over you. I use that as a therapeutic um, technique a lot of the times, but I will say this. I was trying to segue to one of your journals. I wanted you to kind of jump in. But... <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. A lot of, a lot of, what I found out in a lot of men, um, sometimes men don't really like to write. Mm -hmm. And so what I usually do, especially if they have a smartphone, is to do memos. Mm. So, um, you know, and, and the reason why I don't always um, push writing it's because some people may be illiterate, right? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. we have to keep that in mind that yeah. um, 
Yeah, and so for some people, it can it actually can increase their anxiety. So I say, okay, well, if you don't want to write, you can do voice memos, mm-hmm. and 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 they like that as well. So just um, I just wanted to add like you know alternatives because you know we yeah, have, yeah, yeah 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 I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. It's a great great yeah. concept. Star date nine four seven three. Captain Kirk here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Our rap lyrics because because you know a lot of times in our culture. Um, you have, um, you know, they want to um, journal by song, by mm-hmm. lyrics, because music is very therapeutic. Oh, yeah. I listen music to SZA all the time. She gets Absolutely. me through my day. Ooh, I love her. I love music. <laughs> you said, ooh, that was a lot. SZA. That was a lot. Mm, she <laughs> it for me. That was she, a lot. she gave me through some stuff. Boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I also did a podcast episode on music. So um, in mm-hmm. a part of my self-care series, I do different things that, um, that are a part of self-care. And so right. music is very, very therapeutic. And so... Um, you know, in, in sessions, I try to incorporate in formulate a treatment plan that is conducive to that particular client. Yes, of course. And what their needs and, and what their likes are. Because so. they'll be more apt to do it if it's really there. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yes. And they, they own it. Yeah, and once you're able to own something, you're more apt to do it and mm-hmm. you're more apt to be successful at it, right? Correct. Absolutely. See? See? <laughs> so I think that's it. It was yeah. painless, right? Yeah, it was. It didn't hurt at all. It didn't hurt at all. I mean, just a little bit, probably, did it? Nah, nah. Because you know, just keeping a hundred. I think keeping it a hundred is very purifying. I told you. See, and and see the reason why I like um, just a free flowing conversation because that's my personality anyway. Mm-hmm. This is the type of therapist I am too, and and my clients love it. Like we have fun in sessions where I literally have to kick them out of my office um, virtually because I'm not in the office in person anymore. But um, I'm like the hours up. And I'm like, huh? It's over already? And I'm like, yeah. This is what therapy is. So therapy is not for the the listeners out there. It doesn't have to be boring and dry and and painful i mean it depends on your therapist and that's why i say pick a therapist that is right for you and your personality that's it mm-hmm. yeah so thank you felipe thank you thank so you. much thank for you coming. for having me i'll be I'll, I'll be happy to be a guest anytime i would love to have you anytime mm, okay. <laughs> so with that said we're out thank you How do men see sex? What how, <laughs> what is sex to to men? Because I I have like I've I say this all the time like I have been blessed to have an older brother, the homeboys. I've had mm. these conversations with several men. A lot of women have not had this conversation with a man or heard a man having this conversation. So from a man, mm. how do men? View sex. All right, now real quick, I'm just gonna say that okay. there's always exceptions to the rule. Go ahead. All right, go ahead and throw out the disclaimer. <laughs> and, and some men are, are gonna see things differently. I think for the majority of men, mm-hmm. sex is just viewed as a pleasurable experience. That's it, a pleasurable physical experience. There may be some emotion, a little bit in that moment, but it stays in that moment <laughs> for the most part. Like a... <laughs> right? it, it's just not m- much more than that for the guy, you know. I now don't get me wrong, and when I say there's emotion involved, I think when he actually likes the woman, he's in love with her, then it becomes something more than just a physical experience, a chance to bond with her, get closer to her. But outside of that, 
Yeah, it's just physical pleasure. Do men have sex with women they don't like? Hell yeah. Look into that camera. Look <laughs> into that camera and say yeah. <laughs> Why? Why, Stefan? Oh my why? God. Not, not only do men... Now let me, again, not all men, but not only do men have sex with women they don't like, there are tons of men who have sex with women they're not even attracted to. So, so again, this is the men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing, because speaking for the majority of women... It's in, I can't even fathom a man on top of me that I don't like, I'm not interested in, I'm not attracted to. Like that, why would I do that? You all are totally... Well, so Their heads are exploding <laughs> right now, Stefan. Their so heads listen, are exploding. So now, again, I'm one of those guys where I cannot sleep with someone I'm not attracted to. I'm very visual. I need that stimulation. Thank if that's God, you not got there, some standards. Okay. You know, I, I can't do it. But I know dudes... That have none. As long as you got legs and, and something in between, it's a wrap, <laughs> Okay. And, and and they will have sex out of the mere convenience Just of it in that moment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, again, it is simply a pleasurable physical experience. They're viewing that woman as a chance to get off. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. And so, yeah, and as far as not liking her, because the reality is that he only has to tolerate her for that moment in time. This is why he may have sex with you, but he won't be in a relationship with you. He won't he even cannot, pick up the phone the next day, exactly, baby. He can't deal with you more than just that moment. But to engage physically, and again, in that physical moment, he doesn't have to worry about having talks with you and all this other stuff. So, yeah, he can still enjoy you physically, but not care for you otherwise. Y'all enjoy the break? And find your spot on the virtual couch. And get ready to hear our girl, Letitia. Drop some more gems on ya. Drop some more gems on them, Letitia. Letitia? Drop some more gems on them. Okay, let us get into the nitty gritty and unpack some things. Sex as affirmation. When a man has sex with another person, it could be more about him than the other person sometimes. I know you don't want to hear that. Okay, are you still with me? Don't leave yet. Don't leave. For some men, sex is an affirmation of how good looking they are. If they're having sex with someone they perceive as better looking than them, for example, explains Amanda Pashioko. She's a certified sex therapist. Sex for affirmation are quote-unquote conquest. I love to use that word conquest. Generally will occur during the lust stage. If he has a specific need to feel affirmed in his attractiveness, desirability or stamina you didn't want to hear that but hey i had to say it somebody had to to put it in layman's terms ladies <laughs> he just may not be that into you outside of an orgasm yes the big o he just may not be into you it may be another agenda and i don't even like to say agenda because I'm sorry, ladies, and I'm not trying to be hard on us, but a lot of times you are trying to make something be what it's not. And he showed you in his actions what it is. Or even if he even, you know, even if he 
showing all those things and you still want clarity, it's up to you to ask in the beginning before you've given your body and, and invested so much and you've did all of this and you're jaded. And you're jaded, why? Because of the things that you did. You did that. And in the end, you can't fault him for basically, and now I'm not gonna, let me back up. Does he have some responsibility? Absolutely. Because I don't think anyone should be out here using anyone, right? But you have a responsibility for you and no one's going to love you like you. So you have every, yes, every responsibility to ask, what is this up front? And if you don't like the answer, get to stepping. But what a lot of times what happens is you think by sleeping with him, which I think is manipulation, you thought you were going to change his mind. And when you saw that your vagina didn't do it, then you're upset. But I digress. I just wanted to, you know, continue to say that. And I've said this before. You cannot change anyone to wanting you. And that's just what it is. And why would you? Why would you want to force and manipulate someone into wanting you? That's no fun, right? So let's go. Let's go further. Sex experts and people more generally used to confidently assert that men and women had different sexual natures. So sex meant different things to them, right? And I think we kind of know that. Women tend to be more emotional and men tend to achieve physical pleasure. Although women can also be in it for solely pleasure. And that's true. But I will say some women, as I stated before, go into it thinking they can handle just a physical relationship detached of emotions and they get caught up because we're just not wired that way. You know, as women, we're we're wired to be nurturers and more emotional, but I'm not going to say that some women cannot detach themselves from the emotions. And to be honest with you, I think that's a little dangerous, but I won't go into all of that. But um, I have heard it several times. Sometimes you think you can go into a situation and you feel like, oh, I got this and I'm just going to get mine too. And you wind up sitting there stalking him. (laughs) Right? So please don't do that. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I won't go further into that because I have some people that came to mind and I'm just not going to blast you in my my podcast. I'm just not going to do that. However... Because humans are complex creatures, sex can never truly be without meaning because there's always purpose and drive behind it. So what does sex mean to a man? Inquiring minds want to know, right? The only honest answer is it means something to him. But what it means all depends on who he is and what stage of his relationship, other relationship, if you will, he's in. Again, it depends on him. You cannot force a man nor woman, but we're just going to say for the sake, you know, here, man, you can't force him into wanting you. It's just what it is. And sometimes he may not even understand what, you know, that why he doesn't want you. If it doesn't click, it just doesn't click. And that's just what it is. And move on. Actions will tell you. If he isn't trying to connect after several times you telling him and reminding him, he's just not into you. I don't know how many more times I can say that. Save yourself the misery. Okay? You deserve better. Come on. So I'm going to take a little uh, break again. I want to go into attachment styles 
um, because a little bit before, you know, in the um, with my guest, we talked a little bit about uh, trauma bonding. So I wanted to get into um, attachment styles and to see which attachment styles are associated with trauma bonds. Yeah, because some are going to show you uh, what attachment style you may be operating in and while, why you are um, bonding to people who are just not... Um, healthy for you okay so please stay tuned i know this has been a lot but it's been kind of fun right i've probably been um unpacking some things that you didn't want to hear but hey come on i want you to do better move forward into relationships that are for you and that's just it okay so please stay tuned come back after this break that's a major disconnect because Women, a lot of times, um, mistake men wanting to sleep with them with men wanting to date them or, yeah. or, or court them or be in a relationship. And so I, you know, I hear, shout out to Kevin Samuels, all right? <laughs> Kevin said, one of the things that Kevin Samuels says often that I do agree with, though, is that you cannot count the number of men who have tried to holler at you or try to have sex with you as the number of men who are interested in getting into a relationship with you. And so I think a lot of times women are mistaking one for the other and thinking, well, men are interested in me. You know, I am a catch. Mm -hmm. And just because men are interested in sleeping with you does not mean that you are necessarily what men are looking for when it comes to a relationship. So what's the difference? What would make a man say, okay, I'll have sex with you, but that's as far as it'll go. So, okay, there's various levels to it. For some men, it could be physical levels of physical attraction. So to put it in, in a more specific context so people can understand, if his standard for marriage is, I'm only going to marry a woman who's an 8 to 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, but he'll sleep with a 6. He'll sleep with a 5. You see what I'm saying? So there's enough. And maybe she's not that cute, but her body's banging. So he'll sleep with her because he really likes her body. He wants to try it out. Um, I know that sounds horrible, but I'm just... That's a real it, it thing. Is what it is, Let yeah. Put that in my notes come back to that. <laughs> right. But again, he's not attracted to her enough physically to say, I want to spend my life with her. Because again, it's one thing to have to see you for the night. It's nothing to have to wake up and see you every day next to me. That requires a different level of attraction. Um, then, of course, there's just the qualities of a wife. Some women, again, may be really cool, um, you may even enjoy hanging out with them, but you know you cannot deal with them over the long term as far as marriage. And let me say this. The reality is that women see the same issue or, or go through the same thing with men. It's just that women are willing to overlook we those red flags and yeah, still marry that man, yeah. but then be miserable and unhappy. Mm-hmm. The man knows, yo, like, in a lot... Don't get me wrong. Plenty of men choose horribly uh, wives and partners, but a lot... Like, I remember one time in an Uber, a guy said to me, he was the driver. He said, you know, you hear in society, women are always being told the fantasy of the one waiting for that right guy, all that stuff. But what you see play out in dating and relationships is that men tend to hold on to that principle more than women. Mm-hmm. All right. Women Ooh. know of the one connection, but the minute they see something that they want, for whatever reason, yes, <laughs> I, I will make this work. Cause this- hey, welcome to Letitia's audience concept. Don't forget to drop those voice messages on Anchor app. And email the teacher at virtualcouchpodcast1 podcast one. at gmail.com. Now, let's listen in. 
you assume that this man loves you and you kept showing up, allowing him to keep coming through. This man never told you he actually wanted a relationship with you. Having sex with you doesn't mean a man wants a relationship with you. These are the things your daddy should have taught you. But sometimes daddies don't know how to say it. They're scared to talk. And other times they ain't around to teach you. But just because a man roll you around in the bed every, every weekend doesn't mean he loves you or wants a relationship with you. And then when you challenge him, he'll tell you, I never told you I wanted a relationship with you. You just assume that because you're giving this man the best you got, giving him everything you got, that somehow this meant relationship. No, no, not, not from his side. Okay, simply put, the more of the hormone testosterone that a man has, the more virile he becomes. And that's basically his sexual prowess and his attraction and his um, vitality, if you will, and just being horny. <laughs> Let's just wake it up and just be real. Now, women, we also have testosterone too, and it also contributes to our sexual desires and horniness, I guess, if you want to call it that too. But for this podcast episode, we are going to discuss men because we want to just wake up how they can just separate sex and love and attraction. And they can really just have sex and not be attracted to you or like you. As I think a lot of you women may be disappointed because you're probably just finding this out, but I already knew this, okay? So oftentimes women correlate a man's innate sexual drive to their desirability towards them and this just isn't the case now like again I don't want to disappoint you but it is just what it is but knowing this can save you a lot of heartache okay so let's get into attachment styles there are four attachment styles so let's see let's start with the first one um, that secure attachment. Now that's where we all would want to be. Okay. And in secure attachment, it consists of consistent parental availability. Well, this is how it's actually formed. Okay. So let's go back to childhood and infancy for if, um, if you will, for a minute. And so when your parent is consistent and available, you are more apt to be securely attached when you become an adult. And um, also under secure attachment is the um, ability to identify emotions, strong empathy for others, strong ability to self-regulate, strong self-esteem, a supportive, caring inner voice, comfortable with intimacy and interdependence. So this is where we will all want to be. This is your healthy adult that um, are, is able to self-regulate, meaning that you're not depending on anyone else to regulate your emotions. And we see that a lot in relationships. And that's why you have a lot of problems because you have a lot of people who haven't just resolved their childhood traumas, okay? Now, another attachment style is what we call anxious slash ambivalent. This is inconsistent parental availability and expectation that may... Um, that my needs won't be met in a relationship. Uh-oh. Um, am I triggering some of you out there? Yes. So a lot of this um, a lot of these people would be anxious when they don't think their needs are gonna be met. Desire to manage to I'm sorry, de desire to merge with partner. 
um, feeling the need to cling onto my partner or they will leave me. Uh-oh. Yeah. See a lot of that. Stay in unhealthy relationships too long for fear of being alone. Feel that the world is an unsafe place, oversensitive to partner, and highly emotional. A lot of you guys are here. I'm just going to be honest with you because I see it all over social media. I just do. So let's go on to avoidance. This is the people who kind of avoid relationships, if you will. Sometimes they really want it, but their underlining is fear. So let's see what's entailed in this avoidant attachment style. Intimacy is uncomfortable, difficult to trust, drive to feel um, independent, emotions are difficult, generally feels detached, disconnected from their needs, difficult to ask for help, and be vulnerable. Um, I don't want to judge here, but it seems like a lot of men may fall into here for various reasons. It could be childhood trauma, but I wanted to wake this up as well. It also can be the result of just a bad breakup before. One thing that I do know about men and women too, but especially men, because I have a lot of male friends and they tell me this, once you break a man's heart, a lot of times it's hard for them to trust again. It just really is until they just find that one that they just fall in love with and it's just hard for them to resist. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that, but um, a lot of times it's really hard for them to trust because with men, for them to love, they it's already a vulnerable state for them anyway. So when their heart um, gets broken, it's really hard for them to kind of go there again because they're always thinking about the pain. But yeah. So let's go on to disorganized, um, unresolved trauma, unable to self-regulate, finds intimacy and trust difficult, tendency to diso um, dissociate, mental health issues, lack of empathy, negative self-talk and self-image, wants emotional intimacy but fearful of others, and tendency to recreate the dysfunctional relationships of the past. So those are some of the attachment. Um, I can go on more because there's some um, other, well, you know what? I will go on. So let's go to secure attachment. And so these are some of the, I guess, sentences that people would say if they were in these, um, if they have these type of attachment, these are some of the statements that they would say. It is relatively easy for me to become emotionally close to others. I am comfortable depending on others and having others depend on me. I don't worry about being alone or having others not accept me. So this is under the secure attachment. These are some of the statements that someone would probably make. Secure attachment and adaptive functioning are promoted by a caregiver who is emotionally available and appropriately responsive to his or her child's attachment behavior, as well as capable of regulating both his or her positive and negative emotions. So these are the parents who are very attuned to their children. And a lot of times people think automatically think abuse, but I don't know. The light bulb went off when I was reading these. Sometimes it's hard to securely attach to your child if you are like a parent who 
puts their career before their children, um, always traveling, very ambitious, and just always trying to get the bag, I, I would say. I see this a lot in those parents as well. And it's not saying that that parent wants to be abusive or neglectful. It's just that their priorities are just not um, straight. <laughs> I will say that. And in this culture, this capitalist culture that we live in, it's very common. It's more common than you think it is. So please, if you're a workaholic, please don't think that buying your children trinkets is going to suffice when it comes to your emotional availability, okay? Um, I talk with people all the time in therapy and they sometimes were, you know, um, were raised with a lavish life and nannies and whatever. And they will always tell you, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted my parent there. So a lot of times when you think that you are um, showering your children with gifts, in the end, they don't want that. Not saying that those things aren't good and fun, but it never, never, never trumps you being available, okay? And I mean emotionally available because you can be physically available, as I've stated to you before, and it's, yeah, it's just not going to work, okay? So you want well-adjusted children, and so please be there because they didn't ask to be here, okay? So let's go to anxious preoccupied. Now, these are some of the statements that a person would make or statement, I should say. I want to be completely emotionally intimate with others, but I often find that others are reluctant to get as close as I would like. And I am uncomfortable being without close relationships, but I sometimes worry that others don't value me as much as I value them. So this may be the person who's very clingy. Okay, very clingy. They need just a body there. And so for this person, the parent probably wasn't there all the time for them. So let's see what this entails. People with this style of attachment seek high levels of intimacy, approval, and responsiveness from their partners. They sometimes value intimacy to such an extent that they become overly dependent to their partners. So this is, again, the person that's going to be very clingy. They may even drive their partner away because uh, it's just unhealthy. This person is very enmeshed and um, they are looking to their partner as a person who is um, filling their voids that they didn't really have filled with their caregiver, their primary caregiver, if you will. Okay, so let's go on. Avoidant dismissive. This is the person that really doesn't care, quote unquote, for the relationship for whatever reason. And so this is what they would say. I am comfortable without close emotional relationships. It is very important to me to feel independent and self-sufficient. And I prefer not to depend on others or have others depend on me. Now, with this um, style, which is avoidant and dismissive, they view themselves as self-sufficient and and vulnerable to feelings associated with being closely attached to others. They often deny needing close relationships. They have a defense, a defensive characteristic to them, okay? And I think we probably have all probably have felt this somewhere or need, uh, another, especially if you're very ambitious. I'm not gonna lie, um, a transparent moment here. I think I've said this before. <laughs> I've said this in times like, uh, I don't care. Uh, a relationship's gonna tie me down. But, um, yeah, I, I think that I, a lot of these we probably have said in one form or another, but you know, with therapy and mental health, <laughs> mental health, if you will, 
these things can be common are very, I would say normal. And I hate that word. Um, it becomes pathological when it um, takes more over our life and is detrimental to all of our relationships. And it's just more prominent in our lives. Um, meaning if you're, if you can't attach to anybody and you're saying this for most of your times, then it's probably a problem. Okay. But after a breakup, you may say some of these things. I'm just going to be honest with you. So it can be normal um, for you. But if it's something that um, you're finding difficulty attaching to others the majority of the time in your life, then you may want to seek some therapy to see um, what's going on with that. Okay. So the last one, avoidant fearful. This is a statement that this person would say, I am somewhat uncomfortable getting close to others. I want emotionally close relationships, but I find it difficult to trust others completely or to depend on them. I sometimes worry that I would be hurt if I allow myself to become too close to others. I see this a lot, <laughs> especially with men. I really do. But we women, we can be here too, okay? Especially after a breakup, okay? When you haven't healed from it. And uh, okay, so this... In this type of style, this is what's going on. People with this attachment style have mixed feelings about close relationships. On the one hand, they desire to have emotionally close relationships. On the other hand, they tend to feel uncomfortable with emotional closeness. They commonly view themselves as unusual, um, I'm sorry, as unworthy of responsiveness from their partners and they don't trust the intentions of their partner. So this is the one who's very fearful. They um, really have um, distrust. They are suspicious and all of that stuff. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, they just have to heal. There's nothing that you can do about this. They just have to heal. And sometimes time, but sometimes you're just not the one. I'm not gonna be here to sugarcoat anything for you, as you guys know that I'm gonna keep it real with you sometimes you're just not it <laughs> that's just what it is okay so um for this episode I wanted to focus more on the attachment um style since this particular style is characterized by neediness and clinginess and is usual more prone to formulating trauma bonds yeah um although other styles can um as well be um other styles can um, have one trauma bonded as well. However, people with attachment, um, anxious attachments are usually marked, again, by neediness, clinginess, and have low self-esteem. They want to be close with others, but are afraid that people don't want to be with them. And again, as I stated before, as a child, your parents probably were inconsistent. They might have responded sometimes, but not all the time. So the child is left anxious, not ever knowing when the, ch when the parent is going to provide them with some love and attention. Again, as I stated before, for the workaholic parent, but also another thing that I thought about, this is typical with the latchkey kids. Remember the latchkey kids? I don't know if we have any of those children today with all the child abuse laws, you know. But, um, you know, the very, like I said, ambitious parent who probably was working out of the home and um, coming home late with the child um, there by themselves, cooking their own dinner and whatever. Um, 
putting career over parenting and this is not an episode to make a parent feel guilty because sometimes it is what it is especially for single parents you have to do what you have to do to keep food on the table and lights on right so yeah I totally understand that but again spending quality time versus pacifying them with materials and trinkets it's just yeah (laughs) you need to spend that quality time okay because these children they are going to grow up as adults And again, as a result, these children may grow up seeking validation in all the wrong places. Again, they may have low self-esteem, feelings of rejection, abandonment, and need constant reassurance, worrying, and being highly anxious. Um, These are all signs of those early caregivers not being there and providing the adequate emotional support. However, um, again, this is not to place any guilt trip on anyone okay these are just things that have to be resolved internally and a relationship is just not going to do it the reason why i wanted to bring this up is because these type of relationships where men are just seeking sex over liking them you can um like again like i said before you can um save yourself a lot of heartache because you're going to see those red flags in the beginning you just are but if you're one that just need a body there and anybody there you're more apt to just take crap. You just are, okay? Relationships are to be entered wisely and intentionally with a lot of open communication. A man can only do, ladies, what we allow them to do, okay? So I wanted to end there, get off my soapbox, and I just want you to have healthy relationships. And I mean, really healthy relationships. And guess what? You may have to kiss a few frogs. That's okay. We've all been there (laughs) in order for you to get to your prince ladies. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Please share. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com. And with that, I am out. Peace. Didn't she just drop some gems? Come back soon for some more of her intellectually stimulating conversations with a dose of humor laced with that dope L.A. swag. Keep doing your thing, beautiful. She's out. Peace.